right. Hello and welcome back everybody to the Team Next Level Coaches Roundtable. If you're a first time listener, we're happy to have you and thank you for taking some time out of your day to learn along with us. If you've listened to our first few episodes, we really appreciate it and hope we can keep bringing you some high quality content that will help you reach your athletic potential. Today, I'm joined by our phenomenal coaches. Sitting with me today are Marilyn and James. Guys, hello. How's it going? Hey. Hey there. Uh, unfortunately, Rich couldn't be with us today. He's in, on vacation down in Florida. Um, in our earlier episodes, we focused a little bit on helping the beginners out there plan and prepare for the start of their multi-sport journey. Today, we're going to try and uh, put some stuff out there for the rest of you guys. So the beginners, you can definitely still get something from this, but this episode, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into how we can help you go about planning for next season. Uh, ironing out those goals and stuff like that, mapping things out so that you can have your uh, your best season yet. But first, just a little a little business clearing up uh, with James. Yeah, we just wanted to clear the air a little bit about our uh, last episode. Uh, we had Dr. John Mendenhall on the show. Um, we had some comments, some feedback, um, some controversy, maybe even a little outrage. Uh, so we just wanted to clear uh, the air. Uh, why don't we just play the clip first that we're talking about, and then we'll explain after. Yeah. Okay, absolutely, folks. Here we go. And you could just tell by the pictures that my my sister and my now wife uh, took of me. So <laughs> we wanted to make sure everyone knew uh, his sister and his now wife are two separate people. Uh, it just came out <laughs> weird. They are not, his sister is not his wife now. Uh, he was talking about at the time it was his uh maybe fiance or girlfriend, probably his girlfriend, yeah, at, girlfriend, the time. girlfriend at the time. Um, and now she is his wife and sister is separate. So right. sister was there also. <laughs> there were two of them. So not yeah. one person. Just, want, just wanted to clear that up. Yeah. Scandal. <laughs> Very scandalous. <laughs> just want to make sure we don't get canceled. Yeah. You know. <laughs> All right. Um, so it's November here. Uh, Thanksgiving's around the corner. I think that, you know, here in New Jersey, it's started to get cold. We had a couple of really nice days, but uh, that cold weather has come back a little bit with a vengeance. It's down in the 50s now, and it's the season's kind of winding down. We've got a couple of fall running races to worry about. Uh, James has got a big one coming up in less than two weeks, but uh, I think most athletes are starting to think about next year. And that's kind of our goal with this episode is to dig into, um, that kind of process. But I guess, you know, James has still got a big one. James, how are you feeling? Taper started this week. Yeah. I mean, today it was, it's nice, the whole shift in mindset when you're, when you're training for a marathon, because today was just a, a 60 minute run. And before a 60 minute run was like, oh my gosh, I have a long run today. Uh, but now I'm like, oh, it's just 60 minutes. So mentally, um, knowing that I made it through, I guess, the toughest part of training. And now it's just a little fine tuning, uh, keep moving. Uh, I will say my confidence was shaken a bit on the, um, that last run I did on Saturday. It was like 75, 78 degrees. Um, it was supposed to be like a marathon pace. And then the last three uh, intervals, just get as fast as I could. I think down to like a, I think you had it down to like a 750 mm -hmm. to 810 mile. That was a hard one. And uh, I just broke down at mile 10. I like, oh. I classic James myself. Oh. I was, I, I did like really good hydration. I even tried eating every 20 minutes. Just I heard to, you were going to try that. Just to see if I was missing out on something. I, was, I wasn't, definitely wasn't going to do that on like the day of the race. But I was like, let me just test it out here. And like, maybe I'm missing out on some, some free performance here. Uh, even that didn't help me. I was just mile 10. I got so hot. I was head to toe sweaty. Uh, could, I, I thought about stopping. I was like, I'm, I can't finish this workout. Um, but then iron cowboy back in my head again, yeah. one foot in front of the other. I was, I think I finished around like nine thirty pace, which is not terrible, but I felt good. The thing is, I, I was yeah. feeling so good in the beginning right. and it just all fell apart. Well, that, the heat will do the that heat, to you. Yeah. The heat will break you. So I'm, Keeping my fingers crossed that there's not a a freak hot weather weekend in Philly. If it's 40 degrees, I'll, I think I'll be really happy. Yeah, I, I think so. My mm -hmm. confidence was shaking a little bit, but Greg's you know talks me off the ledge and I'm wearing my Philly shirt in support. Oh, thank you, thank mm -hmm. you. The yeah. marathon that I didn't do, but they sent me the shirt <laughs> by accident. Oh, nice. <laughs> I I might tell them about that at the, at the race. Yeah. So it, it'll be kind of exciting to see how this goes. Um, you felt like this was kind of a big 
and, and as to kind of roll into the goals, um, you felt that this was kind of a big thing to do before we kind of embark on the Ironman journey, right? Yeah, I think it was um, like every race that I've done, I guess, before the half Ironmans, like I've, I've always done that running distance, um, either in training or race or biking we've done on a workout or the swim, we always do that, that kind of yardage in workout. So the run was always like the scariest thing for me. And to just even wrap the idea of a Ironman in my head, I was like, I have, I've never even done a marathon. How am I going to do the 2.4 mile swim, the 112 mile bike, and then a marathon. So um, mentally, it feels like if I could do a marathon and clear that distance in my head, then I can like, all right, let me start to put mm-hmm. the training and all the pieces in motion knowing that I've done at least done it sure. and then yeah, move from there. Yeah. I think triathlete uh either their online thing had an article this week about how you don't need to do a marathon if you're planning <laughs> to do an Ironman because it's such it's a different, so different thing. Mm-hmm. Um but like you said if it's a mental hurdle then you want to get over that mental hurdle so that you can jump into it uh when we get to that stuff, you know. So what we thought as a kind of good way to go through how we kind of plan our season, um, structure our off season and stuff like that is to talk about some of our goals. Um, we're going to, but I think what we'll do first real quick is just kind of talk about what our off season looks like, um, just for a quick second to, to get an idea of where we're starting from, I guess, in a physical, mental, emotional kind of place, uh, before we start the season. And then we'll talk about our goals and then we'll kind of talk about what we can do to make sure we stack the deck in our favor to reach those. So Marilyn, what's your off season look like for you from just a kind of across the board training life balance like all that stuff mm-hmm. what do you look for in the off season i think for starters i try not to be so strict about my workouts and what i have planned which generally i am um, pretty disciplined when it comes to that so on the off season i'm a little more flexible and if something comes up it's it's okay um, i try and do different things um, although recently I haven't been able to because I have plantar fasciitis, but I like to incorporate more trail running and do other things I enjoy other than just road running, cycling and swimming. Um, and what I really, really try to focus on, which I've been doing well with recently is strength training. Um, it's so important. And in the off season, you have a little more time to really focus on that and, it's helped me with my running tremendously. So, and you're a big downhill skier, right? You find yes, time for that also, in the winter time, right? So I do that in the winter time on the weekends, and just try and do a little bit of everything that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Not be so strict and structured. like a, a normal human being yes, at that right. point. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Reintegrate with the human population <laughs> yes. for a little while. <laughs> I can go out if I go out and I have a good time. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> that is a good feeling because. Yes. Yeah, think about how many nights when you're in the training, you're like, oh, it's like nine o'clock and you're like, now you're feeling like pressure, like oh, I got to get up tomorrow. Like yeah. you're going to hit the point of no return at some point. Yeah. And that stress. Or you go out and you're like, no, I, I can't drink and, you know, mm. I want to have a good time. Yeah. Of course. I live yeah. a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of do the same thing. I, I think I probably take a little bit more time off than you. I, mm-hmm. I do a pretty big reset. Um, I let my numbers in training peak drop quite a bit um that's and it, so scary yeah i'm, I'm <laughs> i've learned that i'm okay with it uh it's part of the kind of the natural mm-hmm. cycle of how you you know you train in this kind of rigid structured way for so long your body just needs a chance to be like all right let's chill for a bit mm-hmm. um what do you mean you let your numbers drop so uh training peaks has a bunch of different numbers and there's a couple other programs i use that uh, to look at kind of where my uh, my load, my aerobic uh, load is at. Uh, the biggest one in Training Peaks is called CTL or your chronic training load. Uh, it's a 42-day rolling average of how much training stress you've accumulated. Um, you know, when we get into race season, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but most people, it, it can vary a ton. Um, but you have usually in the 70 to 100, what's called TSS per day uh, range. And that basically means like if you're at 80 TSS in your CTL, that every day for the last 42 days, you've averaged 80 training stress points. Um, so that's like an hour and 
20 hour and 30 minutes of kind of easy effort. Um, it's going to be a little bit different based on what you're doing, but I have no problem letting that drop in the off season and then knowing, and we'll talk about this later, but like how quickly I can ramp up without having to worry about getting sick, mm -hmm. how quickly my body responds to that training increase and stuff like that. And I, I know that it's okay for me to take those, those dips at the correct times of the year. I struggle with that last last year that I had to do that. I was almost forced to because it's not what I normally do. And mentally coming back from that was so hard just because. Because you felt out of shape? Yeah, yeah. I just felt like, oh, my God, yeah, just six months ago I could do this easily. And now mm -hmm. it's, you know, my hardest workout. Mm -hmm. And that was tough. Mm. So I feel like sometimes ignorance is bliss because <laughs> I don't follow much in training peaks other than the workouts you send me. Right. So I don't, I don't even know these numbers mean or mm -hmm. anything. I just know, you know, am I doing stuff or am I not doing stuff? Right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. And, and like, if you, like, it's good to take a little bit of a break for me, mm -hmm. the, the, you know, end of the school year is, or the start of the school year is a time like kids sports start my time it's easier for me to spend time with them. I'm not coaching because um, in addition to triathlon coaching, I also coach swimming for our high school team. Um, that starts up in November. At that point, my my time becomes, I don't want to say more valuable because that's not what I mean. Um, I have less free time. So everything at that point kind of needs to be very structured. Before that, I have a lot more free time. I can I can make room for stuff. And so that's a good time of year for me to just kind of let loose with the training and not make my training, the focus of everything. Mm -hmm. Once swim season starts, then I need to, like it needs to be scheduled. And so that's a mm -hmm. kind of a natural spot for me to start um, my my preseason or my early season training, you know. Um, so, so that's kind of where I'm at. And James, you just kind of roll with it. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'm like the common man beginner voice. I, don't, I mean, I just kind of wing it and see what happens. I'm finding... Uh, if I don't have anything planned, like race-wise, then I'll just do like the basic three times a week that's programmed for the group, like the general workouts. I'll try to at least mm -hmm. do that to stay active and not forget how to swim and bike and have some kind of run conditioning. And it's easy to do since it's like a lot of those are group workouts. So like it's just to right, hang out with the team. Yeah. yeah, so it's fun. I'll always do that. But otherwise, in those other days, those other four days, if... I don't have anything really to do and waking up at 5 a.m. is like there's not as much motivation mm -hmm. to do so. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess this is my – this will be my second kind of off-season from triathlon ever. Yeah. Um, I have some goals in mind this time and um, to think more ahead, whereas last year was just – I mean, actually, last year, you, you guys talked me out of doing yeah, the you Philly Marathon. Did a marathon. <laughs> I just wanted to do it after the September, was it September we uh -huh. did AC? And I was yeah, like, I was just like so fired up. Yeah. Like, what do you think and, about a marathon in yeah. a month? We were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no. So, yeah, I that, shot that one down yeah. very quick. When I don't know what I did. Came across. Some 5Ks maybe or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but I really had nothing else planned until, I don't know, I don't remember when we signed up for um, Muscleman. Very early. Yeah. Oh, did we? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I guess I had some idea of do, uh, to do something. Oh, you know what? I ended up signing up for the Philly half right. in March. Yeah, March. But that one I didn't start training till right. like didn't. February or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like. It's Dis like a month Disclaimer, before. I wasn't on payroll for that race. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> I think it was after that race. I was like, all right, I need to go back to coaching. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's very loose. I don't, I don't really know. I, my off season is probably like a lot of, a lot of beginners who just figure it out and, yeah, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think no, I think yeah. everybody's a little bit different in the way they want to approach it. I think in addition, it, it's a mental reset for me more than it is anything else. I realize that I need that mental reset and that's going to come with a loss of fitness and I have to be okay with that because mm -hmm. I realize I, I've done it. I've kind of like tried it every which way and it if I just try and keep the train rolling – it usually doesn't work well. And I usually run into problems with motivation when I can't have those problems close too close into race season or I get to that first race and I'm like, let's go. And then that race is done. And I'm like, oh man, this has been such a long trip to get here. And I take too much time off after that, you know? So I, I realized that this time 
October, early November is an okay time to just just train when I want to train. Mm-hmm. Have you know, I haven't gone over threshold, you know, other than a group ride going up a hill, real, you know, for a short period of time. I haven't done any kind of like hard workouts, and that's I'm fine with that because um, I kind of know what my body can do coming back from that, mm-hmm. you know. So, so let's talk then. James kind of brought it up. Uh, goals. I think that's a good spot to start because I think that helps you kind of pave the way for what the training needs to look like and what your what your season needs to look like uh, to to help you get to those goals. So this is we're gonna we're gonna air our goals out <laughs> on um, for for everyone, all our tens of listeners to hear, um, and I think getting them out there helps people. Do we, are we going to divulge? Cause James and I talked about this, how we have the goals we tell like you and we make public and then we have our secret goals that, yeah. <laughs> that um, we're not sure that if they're a pipe dream, but they're. I, I think it's okay to share pipe dreams and we're not going to call them pipe dreams. The, the reach no, goals. I, there are reach goals. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, yeah. I had asked James what his goal was for Philly and he was like, well, it says this. And then he goes, and then I have my secret goal. I was like, oh, I have that too. <laughs> I think There's, we all have those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's let's kind of do both of those because I think that that opens up for a good d- discussion over like, you know, what's like how different are they and like you know is are you undershooting with this your standard goal mm-hmm. versus overshooting with your reach goal? You know, so um, who wants to start? You want to do one and then just kind of go around, or do you want to? Yeah, maybe just popcorn yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, James. You got your phone out with your your list. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't. I didn't even write anything down. Just oh, I thought you were looking. At your, he's like, just looking at his phone. He's not prepared. even. <laughs> he's not that prepared. I mean, okay. So, so share one. Just one goal would be, and it's like a two part one goal. That's could, this is, it's like Rich is sitting here. <laughs> well, Rich is like, well, you should do this, but on the other hand, you really should do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jumping off high things. <laughs> Oh, is, oh, did Rich dial it's in? It's like Rich is really here. <laughs> yeah. He's calling in. So I, I definitely want to focus on strength this offseason. Uh, so uh, a you know, specific strength goal would be to be able to squat 315 pounds and deadlift 315 pounds. Okay. So let me ask you, is that only because that's three plates on each side or is there is it really? something to that? Uh, I mean, that was where when I was in kind of my peak of my strength training, uh, I think my one rep max squat was around 325, something like that, 335. And my deadlift was, I think, like 305, 310. Something mm-hmm. I was like just short of three plates. So it's definitely a stretch goal if that was like when all I was doing was kind of strength. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I could barely get there. So I, I, you know, I'm not going to build that in six, six weeks or something. Right. But I want to see how strong I can get my, my legs. and How close you can get. Sure. Yeah. And I think the off, the, like, we keep saying off season, the winter season almost, because we don't really have too much of an off season. It's a good time to focus on strength sure. because you're, you're not putting as much load on your body aerobically. So you'll be able to absorb what you do strength wise, you know. Or worried for me, a lot of times during the regular season when I'm strength training, I'm always worried like, is what I'm doing then going to affect my important workout that I have tomorrow? Yeah, 100%. Because I tried to, I like in the beginning of this marathon try, I tried to squeeze in going to CrossFit on my like recovery day, um, mm-hmm. which was usually a Monday. And in the beginning, I was able to do it Don't a little bit. Don't think you're supposed to CrossFit on your recovery day. I'm <laughs> yeah. just saying. But. Yeah. And then later, as the runs got longer and harder, and then I would basically destroy my legs at mm-hmm. CrossFit. And it was like, I couldn't do the, the rest of the workouts. And I realized, all right, I have to focus. Like yeah. My goal is this marathon right now. I need to make sure that happens. So I had to just let it go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that honestly, if you want to strength train deep into your season, <clears throat> excuse me, you almost need to program or have your strength workouts on the same day as your hard workouts. Right. So <sighs> you'd go and do a track workout yeah. on Thursday or Friday morning and then go to the gym because <sighs> your leg, because you're already hurting yourself, right? You're already yeah. putting yourself in the hole you're going to need to recover from that hard run for a day or two. So if you do your strength on top of that, you're still going to get that recovery where now you're, when Monday is your recovery day and you're adding load on that day, now you're not getting the recovery that 
the plan has for you. Uh-huh. And like, so early on in the run, it was okay because it was probably supplementing as we were building up your run volume. Um, but when it, you know, people who want to strength train into their build and specialty phases of their training need to make sure that they, it's a lot of moving pieces to figure out where does strength go, where do your hard, like you know, your, sessions go. It's, it's very difficult to. Yeah. Your easy days should stay easy. Should stay uh, right so, across yeah. the board. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm learning all new kinds <laughs> of things notes. here. Yeah. I should take notes. I'll just, I'll always have this podcast to listen to yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Is that why our numbers are so high? <laughs> it's just James I mean, listening over and that, over. There is a rumor that someone started that, you know, whatever 111 listens we had at some point, that 100 of them were my listens. I was no. like, no, no, no. It no, it, it records per device. <laughs> oh. So, um, so I'll, I'll go next. My my biggest goal um, for this coming season is, come on, face, is to find a um, healthy race weight under 190 pounds. So right now I'm at about 205 so that's about 15 pounds from where I'm at. Um, when I was bike racing, I found that um, I could, the lowest I've ever been when, you know, physically active and a grown adult um, was about 178 pounds. And so it's 6'2, 178. Um, that's still kind of big for a bike racer. Um, but I couldn't, I, I lost power when I did that. Um, I, my FTP at that point, I think, maxed out at about 310. Um, but I put on that same season, I got down to 178 and it might've just been, I didn't give my body a long enough time to adjust to that new weight and just let the the power come naturally. But I put on about another seven pounds and at 185, my FTP jumped another 25 watts and I was at like 330, 335. Um, so I'd trade that seven pounds of body weight. So mm. I, I, under 190 is definitely a good size for me. Um, I've always struggled with my weight. It's like I was... Like I was never like the, the fat kid, you know, if we're allowed to say that, but um, I wasn't the kid on the swim, the pool deck who was ripped and had the six pack and stuff. I always carried that extra weight around with me as I got older. It didn't get easier to get that off. Um, so my big goal is to figure out a way um, just pretty much through diet. I have to um, my clean up my, my eating habits and stuff like that, but get down to about somewhere in that 185 range is probably, you know, a good number for me and then see what happens from there. Yeah, I was going to ask you, you, I think you kind of touched upon it. What, what do you think was the biggest roadblock from, from reaching that goal in the past? Self-control. <laughs> Self-control. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think I've mentioned this before on the, the pod, but I'm, I'm like a, like a, I'm not a people person, which is weird for a teacher to say, right? Like yeah. that, but I, I'm a loner, like by nature, I just kind of like, I, I enjoy my alone time and I need that time. Um, for me, that either happens when I'm exercising or at night after everybody goes to bed. And if it happens at night after everybody goes to bed, I'm also raiding the snack closet. <laughs> so um, a big way for me to lose weight is honestly to just go to bed at really early and mm. not have that option. So it's kind of a win-win. You get a little more quality sleep um, and I don't eat my kids halloween candy are you a uh, savory snacker or dude sweet? i will raid whatever i can find at um my my biggest achilles heel is ice cream i will mm. eat the hell out of some ice cream vanilla, vanilla. right no <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny like there are times where that's the only thing in the freezer and i'm like really like that's this is good. where i have to go to like and i'm like do we have some caramel sauce some chocolate sauce like what can i put on this to make it not so vanilla well i don't, I don't hate vanilla but i, I definitely like to have a little more i don't, I don't uh, hate pizzazz. it I don't, right you could that's the thing with vanilla you can do anything <laughs> with it yeah. so greg your diet could start with eating vanilla ice cream plain <laughs> so you're not putting so on I'm the not, toppings and all this right extra yeah I think I should just go with not eating the ice cream. <laughs> baby steps. Baby steps. So that that's my big goal. Um, I, it, it's something I have to be very careful with because it's really hard to balance gaining fitness and losing weight. Like you, when you're putting your body under that and you're asking it to adapt to the training, being in a calorie deficit is very difficult. Mm-hmm. So it has to be slow. Um, I can't try and drop a pound, you know, a pound or two a week that would just put me in a really bad spot. So it's going to have to be slow, steady, and just kind of adjust my food intake, uh, as I kind of adjust my, my workload through training. 
I've always heard like a pound a week is like the maximum you want to do. That's like yeah. sustainable. That's probably really, is that, that's hard. It, I, I think it like depends it. on your size. Somebody yeah, like yeah. you would have a harder time, I think, um, doing that. But I mean, and even just like look at numbers, like you're, you know, I don't, you're a lot smaller than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, if you're doing an FTP workout on the bike, I, it, maybe it burns five or 600 calories mm-hmm. where if I do an FTP workout on the bike, you it might burn a thousand or yeah, 1100. Um, so it's a little bit easier for me to burn through that pound mm-hmm. of fat in a week um, versus you. Right. And the pound of fat is, I think, if correct me if I'm wrong, it's like 3,500 calories. Yeah. That's kind of the, the roundabout number. So I think what is like what I've read or heard was, you know, if you basically cut 500 calories a day in a week, you, mm-hmm. you'll mm-hmm. get to that one pound and 500 is manageable. But then it also depends. Like if, if you're, um, maintenance calories are only 1500 right. then right. 500 is a, a big, day is a big third of your, yeah. right. yeah. so it has to scale and I found in the last year or two um, so I, when I started getting into triathlon I was about 240 um, and I dropped down to where I'm at now oh beefcake <laughs> beefcake is the word that, and I, I, I don't think I, I said this uh, my first triathlon um, I won the Clydesdale division and I said like I don't want to enter the Clydesdale division again. Mm. I want that to be like, I, it, I understand why the division's there. Um, I think it's changed over time as to why it's there. But uh, I just, I didn't, it wasn't the same feeling as like winning your age group mm-hmm. or being in the, the overall kind of game. So for me personally, I wanted to, because cont- I started doing it to lose weight. And so I wanted to keep that going. Um, but I found that, shoot, I totally just brain farted everything I was about to say. <laughs> I was like, um, oh yeah. I can't have that calorie deficit f- during my training. I can't not, I have to fuel my training and I have to create the deficit through my eating the rest of the day. Um, and I found that if I tried to restrict calories when I was during my workouts that it would cause me to get so hungry the rest of the day that I would overeat and, and lose that, that deficit that I had created. So I need, I've started fueling much more when I'm working out and then I finish my rides or my runs and I feel I'm not that famished state and I feel like I can continue, I can control my eating the rest of the day. And that's, that's helped a little bit. And I just have to kind of work on dialing that in for me that's a great tip i think for beginners because i remember um when i used to go on group rides with everyone early on i never ate anything because i was so used to before just i would just train and go as long as i could until i was just tired but i I would never go really as long as we did and i remember always hitting a mile like a a wall around like 25 miles on the bike and i remember like trying to pedal and just seeing everyone go like further and further away and not be able to keep up mm-hmm. and then eventually i realized oh I, I need to eat something and i always thought of exercise as exercise oh i want to lose weight as kind of a, a side benefit of mm-hmm. this training we're doing so in my head i was like oh i shouldn't eat anything cuz i'm just going to oh negate the uh the benefit of this exercise yeah and it wasn't until later on that i learned oh you definitely fuel <laughs> and, and during i think the that exercise. comes from the distinction between training to perform and Correct. training for exercise, for exercise. right? You, you know. don't really train for exercise to lose weight te- necessarily. No, yeah, I right? agree 100%. Yeah, we're training we're to training. perform. Right. So I think that's a big part of it. Marilyn, your goal. So I would have to start with swimming because it's been kind of like the thing that's that just – uh, I can't. I I want to improve, and I I know that I could be better, but I just can't get there. So, what specifically so. about swimming? I want to be faster. Faster? How? Duh. Yeah. <laughs> you have numbers in mind? Um, I mean, I would like to be able to average close to two minutes in a seventy point three swim. Where does that put best. you time wise on it? I don't have the numbers off the top of my head. Uh, Low forty. Maybe like forty-five-ish, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, yeah. So that is my goal. Um, I think we're planning for a swim block and to just swim maybe more often. Right now, I'm swimming twice a week, so maybe swim three times a week instead. It's tough to add those extra sessions. Get into the pool and all that. Just it takes so much time, and when you swim slow. It takes even more time. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but I think and now kind of in the off season, I have I could kind of push running aside a little bit and just focus more on swimming. So that is number one. Mm. I think that's a great thing about triathlon. Um, you, like you said, you're dealing with plantar fasciitis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you have a goal in something else, like it kind of works out like you can't run as much as you want to, mm-hmm. but you want to improve your swim, like mm-hmm. you have that to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were just a runner, like what would, right. you, know, what you, would you be doing I, I wouldn't. Right I said this early on when I first got plantar fasciitis, not only that, but the pool we swim at was closed. Yeah. So I, you know, I was working on cycling. So that is definitely a good thing. But... That is what I want to do. All right. Get faster. Two minutes. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally doable. What do you got, James? Next one? Next. All right. I, I, I don't know if I thought much beyond that first one. I don't know if I have time <laughs> to work on anything else, but I think the other, my other goal now would be uh, being able to run a half marathon at any time. That's oh, actually on my list. It. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I, can't I just read, I just read it. it, so I just used no. <laughs> Yeah. You could do that. Uh I mean I don't I I don't think I had that confidence before, but part of my uh idea of doing this marathon after doing the half Ironman was like if I can get used to running this distance for training, mm-hmm. then hopefully my like normal like volume could just be half marathons all the time. And so I just always be ready if I want to do a half marathon race or if I want to do a half Ironman, like mm-hmm. the running, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be such a like hard build up to that, that run. Right. So that, that's, that's my goal. So hopefully uh, after this race, I, I want to go back to trail running and mm-hmm. not have to focus on pace so much mm-hmm. and just enjoy the, so nice. the act of running, mm-hmm. but just like always be able to put miles on during the week and recover. And it's just, it's just anything now, like hopefully like going from, 30, 40 miles a week, and then to just doing like 12 or 15 it's will, feel, feel, so will nice. feel nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's that's on my list too, is I kind of want to make that half marathon is almost like my standard long run, you know, so that once I build up to that, that I can just stay there um, for at least most of this season so that mm-hmm. that's just normal. That two-hour kind of nice easy uh, run is, you know, it doesn't trash you, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, I have to, I know another part of one of my goals that's written right above that on my list is I need to make, um, like some pre, a prehab routine to prevent some of the injuries that I've had in the past. Part of my just everyday standard pre-run, uh, routine. And that's get those, those little silly strength exercises done every day, even though they feel ridiculous when you're sitting there doing clamshells on your living room floor or something <laughs> like that and my kids are like dad what are you doing um it's only be- silly if you have a full spandex on a sweatband <laughs> no it's no it's silly all the speedo. socks up to <laughs> <laughs> an ill-fitting speedo um it's silly all the time uh, <laughs> that's a good goal though because i i i'm sure none of us really make the time to do those things right and that's why it's and written so, down on a piece of paper yeah, and it's not in action yet but i'm gonna it add is. that to mine um <laughs> uh, yeah, so the running things, uh, you know, that was always my thing was running's always been my, no pun intended, Achilles heel. Um, but I want to kind of make myself a more sturdy um, runner. And I do think that losing that weight will also help with that mm-hmm. a oh, big yeah. time. Yeah, for sure. So, um, Marilyn, it's you got my it? turn? Yeah. My number two would be increase my bike power. Um, You're already a pretty strong cyclist. You're going to be a monster you. if you yeah. do that. I got Montremblant coming up, so I want to be able to be strong on the bike for that. And I always feel at the end of all the few races that I've done that my run should be better. And I think it's because I bike too hard and then my run is not where it could be during the race. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if I get stronger on the bike, then it'll all kind of right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely fitness that helps yeah. all over the place. Mm-hmm. So that that was actually a goal I had last year, and I didn't get to work on it. But this year, I want to work on that. Seems like you improved a lot though on the bike. Um, I'm kind. I'm still not really where I was at the end when I did AC. But so your FTP might not might not be the same. But mm-hmm. having ridden with you now for however long it's been, mm-hmm. your 
general fitness on the bike and kind of what you can do over long periods of time, I think is stronger than it was two that. years ago. True. You, you ride shoulder to shoulder with me at, on most of our rides and mm -hmm. you know, you're able True. to handle that. You weren't doing that two years no, ago. No, I wasn't. You're right. Good so point. It's Thank one thing think. on Zwift to throw out numbers, but real world, <laughs> right. when the tires are on the road, I think you're a stronger cyclist now than you were. True. Are you going to get any uh, new gadgets or toys to assist in your bike power quest? I, I already told you what I'm getting. Oh, wait, what are you getting? The the race helmet. Oh. It's free power. Okay, okay. So it's like cheating right? power. Am I, am I, it's free speed. It's free yeah. speed. No That's free power. Not free power, free speed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought it might be something more fun like a no, new like trainer, what? like a new smart trainer. I or have already a pretty decent Maybe one for the front trainer. wheel? <laughs> front wheel you mean front the, the climb what? oh you should you should get that uh the wahoo climb yeah the thing That's... that makes you feel like you're climbing for my Tremont. bike does that oh do you have the wahoo bike yes oh that's so, fair that's nice yeah. wow i want one of those uh -huh. too i do great that's, that's sweet gift. now everyone's gonna buy one <laughs> let's put a link yeah, yeah. We'll... <laughs> actually no i cannot buy one can we put it on our amazon page <laughs> i gotta fix that <laughs> just reminded me. <laughs> All right. I, I guess an, an, another one of my main goals is, I don't know if it's a goal or uh, I, I want to find out why I cramp so much. Mm. And so the first step is I want to go get one of those uh, sweat tests and figure out, um, is it is it salt? Like, mm -hmm. am I sweating too much salt? Am I, am I just sweating too much? Is it a certain mineral or salt that I'm like, maybe I need more potassium or magnesium what maybe like there's something because mm -hmm. i just have this thing with cramping all right. the time did you cramp on your that long run that no not not these runs though actually i, I haven't had on too last bad weekend, you didn't cramp i didn't cramp i was just tired i was just mm -hmm. fatigued i started actually my calves towards the end felt like they could have if i pushed harder mm -hmm. um but I think because I ate so much and I was using the cyst gels that have like they mm -hmm. claim you don't have to drink hydration. Right. I had that and hydration with electrolytes. I think I was okay. So, I mean, I guess that's a clue. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Part of me also wonders just exertion sometimes too. Yeah. And that's, that's a, probably a big at, part of it. Have you looked at your bike setup? Uh, Not really. Because you cramp on the run, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, after I had my bike fit, I didn't cramp anymore, and my calves used to cramp. And mm. do you cramp on the bike too? Um, I did towards the end of the ride. Yeah, my calves would a little, and then once when I ran, because my a mess. My biggest culprit are my quads, and I I'll cramp on uh my on the bike too. I did. I a, would look at your bike fit. I guess so. I should. Um, I did a ride once Greg, with. What do you think of yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, hundred. I mean you. The bike you have now, you were not fit on that bike, right? I was fit on both of my bikes. Oh, you are? Yeah. Okay. But by like some, uh, by who? Uh, well, a bike not, fitter. Yeah, let's yeah, not, not, let's I not drop mean, names. No, no, I don't mean, I don't mean who specifically. <laughs> Cease but and was desist like letters a, are going to start yeah, coming in. No, I don't mean specifically name a name, but was it like a, a bike fitter who does bike fit for For a living. Like yeah. only yeah. does bike right. fit. Like a comprehensive. Right. Yes. yes. Comprehensive bike fit. Because it's not the same. Yeah. I should look into it. Um... Because I've had really, like I had a bike once, we we're supposed to be like a group ride, I forget, a bunch of us. And then it ended up being just me, Henry, and Tim. Oh. And we rode to Harriman. And <laughs> those are some tough guys. Oh yeah, my gosh. It was like, that's I like, think I remember that. We both backed out. Did we? And Rich yes. was supposed to come. Rich uh -huh. was, I was like, all right, at least I have Rich to stay, like hang I back like, with. I was like, no way. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, I was, I was feeling twinges of cramps the entire ride just to try to keep up with him. And then... At the end, we're in Paramus. We went up, uh, I think Soldier Hill Road is the name. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just remember halfway up that climb, one quad cramped up and then the other. So then both my legs were just like stuck straight <laughs> and I just like tipped over. You actually oh fell over. God. I fell over to the side of the road. Look, and it was like a narrow road and I made it luckily to like, uh, there's like a driveway and I was just like walking oh like two stiff legs trying. Yeah. I couldn't even get off the bike. It was, it was so bad and I was just locked up. I, I sat there for at least a good good 20 minutes or so before i could finally like move oh, again no. yeah yeah so it might be worth getting that bike fit checked out yeah bike fit, especially on the, the tri bike okay mm -hmm. marilyn's got had a good experience with a guy yes, right he came I do. came yes. to you he came right. comes to your house all right i'll get your guy i will pass yep. that on 
Um, let's see, other ones. Anything else? I, I feel like I've got a bunch on here, but I don't want to just. What is your deepest, darkest secret <laughs> goal? Well, are we going into also race goals, or just we want to want to work on? Um. So I've got one more that's not a. Okay, go for uh, it. Two more that's, that aren't race goals. So I want to improve my aerodynamics on the bike. Um, I I ran there, yeah with my position. So there was there's a website called Best Bike Split um, mm -hmm. that lets you model your position and tries to figure out kind of like you can you can use it to either predict race times or you can use race times to work backwards to figure out what your actual aerodynamics are, like your coefficient of drag. Um, and when I did that with some results, my my drag numbers were higher than I would have thought them to mm -hmm. be. So I'm basically going slower for a given power output than I okay. than I could be going if I cleaned up my position. Um, so a goal for the winter is to kind of just work on trying to find a, a little bit more of a slippery position and then get comfortable in that position. So same thing as you. I've had a bike fit um, a couple of years ago, and they actually moved me up. Um, and said like, this will be more comfortable and you probably won't lose too much arrow from it. Um, and I'm kind of thinking about trying to go back to the position I used to have. That's a little bit more low, um, gets my back a little bit more flat, but it's going to take some training to get, to be able to hold that mm -hmm. position for two and a half hours on the bike and then run off of it. So, um, that's, that's a big kind of process goal for me. Um, the other one is, uh, to, to get my, so in the past couple of years, I've kind of built my fitness up for race day and then, um, taken a little bit time off after that and let it drop. And then kind of, if you looked at my, that CTL number we were talking about before, it's kind of like jagged. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so the goal is to get it a nice steady build up until my early races and then hold it there for, mm -hmm. um, the course of the summer and into our fall race instead of having a dip and then coming back, you know, there'll be a little dip of recovery week afterwards after we do Eagle man, but then just kind of jump back into it and, and see if I can maintain that. What, what I, I want to know what happens to my body with a really long period of high fitness. Um, Cause I haven't had that in a while. Maybe, um, the rest of us can start programming your workouts for you. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah, somebody still has to do them. <laughs> If all it was a, was a programming issue, I'd, I'd be the fittest guy on the planet. <laughs> uh, so those are those are my last two kind of like process season type of goals that I've got. So then we can get into race stuff if you guys want to. Yeah, Marilyn, what is yeah. your what is your race goal if there's a time, and then what is your secret? So race just goal? let's set the stage. We're all doing. We're all planned to do two half Ironmans this coming season, right? Marilyn, yes. you're doing Mount Montreblanc at yes. the end of June. Yes. And North Carolina in the beginning October. of October. Mm -hmm. Me and James are doing Eagle Man, which is two weeks earlier, I think, yeah. uh, in June. And then we're also traveling down to North Carolina for October. So stage is set. Marilyn, let's hear so, it. So for Montreblanc, it's, that one's hard. It's a hard one to figure out, right? Right. I think... Something that you mentioned once in our in the whole Iron Man plan that we have, I just want to feel strong on it. I won't because I have never done a race with that kind of elevation. It's a lot both on the bike and the run. So I, I it's about five thousand feet of 5, climbing on the bike. On the right? bike. Yeah, that's a heavy yeah heavy a climb. Um, so I want to just feel strong. So I'll be in Harriman quite often. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. And one of my goals leading up to that is also I got to, I need to get more comfortable eating on the bike while I'm climbing mm. because I'm not good at that. Mm. And you might not be able to pick when you're going to eat right. if there's so much exactly. climbing. And yeah, I know- going to have to eat. Right. You're, it's going to have to happen. It has to happen. So like I know from experience when we go to Harriman and I've gone on my tri bike, I don't eat half as much as I do when I'm on my road bike. Mm. So- then, having said that, for North Carolina, I'd like to get under 545. Mm. It's a fast swim, supposedly. It's a very oh, fast well, swim. Then a, that'll be good. It's a downriver swim. Yeah. It's a current-assisted swim, I think. But, yeah, so now I five, think I could do it. But. 545? Under. Under. Is that the real goal? So or where's, is that the, how much under? <laughs> That's probably my real goal. The more, the better. Yeah. Um, 
That's probably, I don't think I have anything more secret than that. I don't think I could get any lower than that, mm. but I don't know. It's too soon to tell. We'll see. Maybe it depends on what everyone else's goals are. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know what yours is. Yours sounds nice too, well, but I can't. That I might not. That might not that. be actually my secret secret goal. Who knows? I, I know it's not. If that's the one you put out, I'm sure your secret secret is. I don't even know what's realistic. Um, yeah. So for me, if I was just for racing, so definitely my my regular goal would be a sub six uh, half Ironman because I think the first one I did was like a six oh one. The I, second one, I don't think it was even six oh one. Yeah, I, I think it was six oh oh. 20 you were like or five, I was like six oh five. You were like you were. He wasn't under six. He, he missed was, it by like nine seconds. Oh. Oh, that's even worse now. Okay, and then I think the mus- muscleman ended up being like six eleven. So you could definitely get with under a, six with a really rough run, right? It was yeah. A, right. I just walked. I basically walked most of that run. Um, and I, so I, I, I'm pretty sure I had it in me to go sub six at muscleman. So my regular goal be sub six. My uh secret goal would be a, a 530 um half ironman but it would, i think the course would have to be right um i don't even know if that's north I, carolina I think, yeah maybe north carolina could do that and then What's, my super super secret oh there's more secrets <laughs> there's more secrets might be like i don't know five ten i don't know is that possible is that I don't know. Normal? I don't know. Like, what does I mean, John do him in? Four and change? 430s. 430s? 430s? Yeah. All right, so maybe my goal will be 429. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you also have to see kind of, it's so early on, I feel like we have to see how yeah. the and, and I mean, the thing goes. with you being your coach, um, this, <laughs> no, 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 you guys don't go there. Uh, <laughs> this is a positive. Yeah, not going to happen. You, uh, no, no. You, this, you had a really good year. You know, this whole year of training has been good for you. You did, uh, you flirted with six hours with how many weeks of structured training? Right. Not many. We were all. Seven. Yeah. We worked for seven weeks together Mm, to get to six. Yeah. 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 Because I remember being like, oh, shit, I don't know how I'm doing this. It was like a month and a half. He's like, oh, no, I think I better start training for this. I thought I did a lot longer this time. (laughs) This time. Not the one before. Oh, the one before. before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is like. We had, I want to say like 12 weeks leading into muscle man. And then we got right into marathon build. You know, you're, you're in a totally different spot with mm-hmm. what your, your body's able to handle. Um, so, you know, I, I don't, I don't think you're with the right coach. I think sub six <laughs> is it, sub six should not be your goal. Right. I agree. If I, yeah. but that being said, like you said, your big goal is figure out your your cramping issue. Like that needs to fit into place because yeah, that's a major part. That's a big part of it, right? You would have been sub six at Muscle Man. You underestimate your running. Like you, I know you cramp and everything, but yeah, you're you a rode, really good runner. You rode twelve minutes faster at Muscle Man than you did AC. Oh, did I? Yeah, maybe that was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely trade those twelve minutes for the like forty five uh, minutes. I think I added on. To my run, yeah. at least. Oof. Live and learn. <laughs> Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Could have stopped at the porta potty. <laughs> I should have. Yeah. <laughs> I was just cried in there. I did, I did I a did. little bit. <laughs> <I did. laughs> um. So my my race goals kind of mirror what yours are, Marilyn. Um, I want Eagle Man to almost feel easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I want because our goals are further down the the big goals right. are further down the line, and I think that I need to get to a point where that effort doesn't destroy me, and I can still kind of go fast. Um, realistically, I kind of want to be around five fifteen um, at Eagle Man, um, and that would be around a thirty minute swim. Uh, about a two and a half hour bike. And I, my gut tells me I can go a lot faster on the bike than that. Um, and then somewhere in the neighborhood of a two hour half marathon, um, that gets me under, that gets me faster than, than my goal. But, um, that's kind of where I think I'm going to be. And, and with the idea that I'm not going to push to meet a number, I'm not, it's, 
some part of me doesn't love coming up with numbers and saying like this mm-hmm. is because there's just so many pieces that need to fit into place. Um, if I'm I'm not going to push myself too deep to hit some magical number, some arbitrary kind of number. Um, I just think that like I can see myself in that five, five to five fifteen range um, at Eagle Man, but then North Carolina, I am going to push that. Mm-hmm. That's that's the big goal of the year is to see how fast I can go there, um, and I do think that with a full summer of really focused, uh, good training, and if I can meet my weight goal then training at that weight for the, the remainder of the season. Um, the big goal is to go sub five at North Carolina. So um, that's, I think, doable. I don't think the bike course is super hard. Uh, Downriver, or I don't know, it's it's a fast swim. Um, I'd like to go like in the 27, 28 minute range for that. Um, I really think my bike can be in the 225 to 222 range um, if I can get my aerodynamics dialed in. And then I do think like a 150, 155 half marathon is in the cards. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at with those. I so. like I like how you talked about though, like not trying to hit arbitrary times. I remember when I did my first coaching round with you for AC, you said, what's your goal? But it's like, don't, but don't give me a time. Like mm-hmm. that's going to be my first half Ironman. I was still new to right. triathlon, but I'd come off of doing uh, NJ state and I felt terrible on the run. It was, it was hot. I think that I cramped was a hard day too. Was like, yeah. I you- cramped on that one too. Um, so I remember just saying my goal would be, I just want to feel good on the run. Like mm-hmm. that was my goal. And you delivered that. Like I felt so good. I remember um, you told me if I followed the plan, did everything, my second half of my run would feel great and I'd start passing people and that's exactly what happened. Like I just, I kept the steady pace. I stuck to my intervals, kept to that whatever pace you told me to do and then mm-hmm. sure enough, second half of the run, I saw people just starting to kind of drop out, succumb to the heat and I just I just kept going and I finished like, like so strong. It was, yeah. it was the best feeling. So yeah, I remember actually, your text message to me afterwards. It was just like you could almost read the excitement in, in just how happy you were with your performance that day and it made me feel like i was like oh I, did i not try hard enough but at the time that's what i needed was yeah. a, just a solid like a solid good experience right i think uh, i have that feeling sometimes where i finish a race that i feel good during and then i'm like wait a minute could i have pushed more you know mm. but yeah you did great at that race there's a fine line i it guess is. that it you is can a very fine line. push too hard and blow yeah. up or yeah because yeah. there's not I don't think there's ever been a time where I'm like, yeah, that was as hard as I could have gone unless you do go over it and you blow up and you're like, oh, there it was. (laughs) Because (laughs) found it, (laughs) especially when you feel good. Like I, it's amazing what that euphoric kind of like great race feel Mm -hmm. is. But like, and I've had it a couple of times where it was just, and it's always been on the bike and I've just had times where I'm like, this is, I'm on a special day and you finish and you're like, huh. I wonder how much faster I could have been. <laughs> right, like, yeah. I remember uh, years ago, we did the New Jersey does a 40K state championship time trial. And I remember having a power goal in mind. And I got up to that power. And I was like, no, this is this is not hard enough. Like, this is <laughs> way too easy. Um, and like, I, I was supposed to be holding 300 watts. And my heart rate at that power should have been like 165 167 and i was at like 150 and i'm like this isn't just a this isn't like my heart rate suppressed or something like i'm i've got a bump in fitness i've hit that peak exactly right so i'm like okay we're gonna do i did 315 and i beat my time from the last year by like a minute and a half um and i remember finishing and i had I, i looked at my power file afterwards and my last kilometer was like 420 watts and i'm like if i had that left after you know 50 something minutes of riding all out and i had 400 watts in my legs like what could i have done the rest of the way and it's just you you always have that question Mm -hmm. when you're when you're in that kind of shape yeah so i definitely think that that's it's, I think it's okay to have that and be like, oh, could I have pushed a little bit harder? But you don't want to have that blow up. Right. But I think you do need to find that line. I think if you want to really know where you're at, you do need to push yourself to to the limit. Yeah, I think you definitely learn a lot more. Because um, I think if, you, if you're always having 
like kind of I want to say easy experiences, but like easy races and everything goes well. And I feel like you almost learn more though when you mm-hmm. you blow up and then really learn like really reflect on what happened um and learn a lot about yourself because it went you know something went wrong and you tested a, a limit so now you know a little bit more about yourself so yeah there's definitely value in 100 blowing I, up it, it, like i said i i have the i remember a bike race and it was a stupid little office park criterium on thursday nights over in rockley and this little kid i you know i was 25 or something like that at the time and this like 17 year old schooled me he just absolutely outsmarted me on the bike. And I still, to this day. <laughs> You're still looking I'm for him? St- I don't know. <laughs> um, I still, to this day, like go over that race in my head. And I'm like, oh, you're such a fucking idiot. Like you shouldn't have. There's three, two or three things that I did that I'm like, mm-hmm. you may, you didn't, he didn't win that race. You lost it. Mm. And like, I needed to learn those lessons because the next time I was in a similar situation, I didn't make those mistakes. Yeah. So, you, you know, yeah, you get smarter. I, yeah. I mean, as long as we, you learn from the mistakes, you're, right. you're getting smarter. So, yeah. And I, I remember after the Wyckoff race, I, I saw you guys and Rich, and I said to you guys, that was so hard. And one of you was like, well, yeah, it was, it's supposed to be. And I think we forget that, you know, like you, you forget that you have to push and right. get to that line. Yeah. Yeah, we all we all come back stronger because yeah. of pushing ourselves to those limits. So, does anybody have any other super secret pinky swear goals that that need to be aired out? I think so. James, you got something? I'm, I'm thinking. I'm going through a catalog in my head, but. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of glad nobody said they want to finish in a certain spot or no, that depends or, who shows up. Right. And I think that's that's a big thing when you're making your goals is you have to do you can only make goals that you can be in control of. Mm-hmm. Um triathlon's an interesting sport when it comes to like time and stuff like that. Like you you can measure things down to the minute and sometimes seconds because it, it there's not there's not like a group component. You're not racing another person mm-hmm. in the spots we're in. Like, listen, mm-hmm. if the pros are racing each other, there's there's strategy involved in the way they race. For us, it's a time trial. You're out there for, mm-hmm. you know, however many hours on your own, kind of just suffering on your own. And so we can kind of c- get an idea where the time is. But like you said, you don't know who's going to show up to say, I want to make a world spot or I want to be in top 10% or top 10 or whatever it is. Um, and every race is so different. You know, I I actually, I do look at what the times are for a race for sure. um, people in my age group. And looking at what the top 20 times are at Atlantic City compared to the top 20 times at Wilmington and Montremblant is very different. Yeah. It very different like, people show up at those other two races. It sounds like you're eyeing a top 20 finish. No, I I had that. Oh, you did. Yeah, at my, oh my first at Atlantic City, but I don't think I could do that at at Montremblant or Wilmington. The times are just way too fast. Mm. But uh, you know, we'll mm-hmm. see. but you're gonna be a different athlete then too. Yeah, but they're really fast. <laughs> <laughs> they all started somewhere. I have confidence in you. I have more confidence in you than I do in myself. No. Oh, you should have confidence in yourself because you are very fast. Mm. Debatable. <laughs> Um, so anything else that you think we should cover or talk about with regards to kind of meeting those goals? Um, where are we at? We're almost at an hour. Um, we can talk a lot. We sure can. (laughs) We got a lot to say. Um, I think that without going too much into it, it's important to work backwards from those goals. I, I, I'm goal oriented. I like to look at where I want to be and then try and work back from there um to some extent i think you can get yourself in trouble if you set too high a goals and that, mm-hmm. i don't think anybody here really said anything that was so outlandish where the the rest of us rolled our eyes and we're like Ooh, i don't know um like 102 ironman in 102 days yeah right yeah <laughs> we're not th- we're not quite thinking like that um 
because if you if we set something ridiculous and I said like oh I want to go I want to go four ten at Wilmington like that's ridiculous you know you, you could work your way back and I need you know a, I can't get there like mm-hmm. I can't get to what needs to happen to get there but I think we all kind of have ideas of where we need to be and they're all within reason for what we have to what our build up to that has to look like and I think we've all kind of taken to a very structured outlook to our training so that we can build progressively kind of a periodized look, you know, uh, a periodized approach to our training where we Mm -hmm. kind of have a base season and then a build, and then we focus on our race distance stuff. And then we kind of slowly progress through those and stuff. Um, but having those goals and kind of having an idea of where you want to get to, you need to, you have to have the destination in mind, right? right? When you, when you start your trip. Yeah, I think you have to have the destination it has to be specific. Like you can't just say I want mm-hmm. to like travel the world. Like you right. should say like where do you want to go yeah. exactly? Because mm-hmm. um, if you don't have those, if you don't have it specific, then what what are you actually like aiming for? Right. And uh, I think there's a lot of people out there who unfortunately just kind of aimlessly wander through their training and are, you know, they don't have that big goal that they're fighting for or, or working towards, and therefore they just like oh, I'll do this today, and you know. Or they do the same thing every day, you know, the same type of bike workouts, the same run workout week after week, and you're just going to stagnate, you know. So I think having those focused goals uh, helps you see what you need to do to get to those goals. And I think you mentioned, kind of touched on this a little bit, is knowing your body and how, what it can handle and what you can do to get to where, to set your goal and to get to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think one of the things we'll do in the fu- in a future episode is talk about all those kind of metrics and stuff that we can mm-hmm. look at and what they all mean and how they all tie together. Um, I think it'd be I'd end up talking too much if I tried to I, do that um, yeah. because yeah, it, it would end up just like there's so much out there that you can track and measure and keep track of that it can become overwhelming. And I think you need to. Like you said, you you learn what your body can do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where a lot of those metrics become important because, you know, we mentioned your CTL, which is training peaks and uh, their measure of, they, they call it fitness. I don't like that because if you're at a CTL of 80 and I'm at a CTL of 80, we could right. be very, very different athletes. Um, but what you need to learn is as you have more and more data built up, you might learn that you perform best at this number. And your best race results are all when you've got this level of fitness, this level of freshness and stuff like that. That's where just learning your body uh, right. becomes taking important. taking those numbers and also assessing how you feel right. at those levels yeah. because it's yeah, kind of a combination. It's 100% mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So I think that we've done a pretty good job of uh, – I'm happy to see where you guys want to be. Like that. that's exciting for me to kind of see everybody's goals and, and get an idea of kind of – knowing what I have to, you know, little jabs on group rides and stuff. Be like, oh, you want to get, you want to get <laughs> there, you James, too, you better stick on my wheel, man. You, you keep know? yours locked James is, up with a <laughs> James is going to text me and be like, you're not eating ice cream tonight. Well, I just realized I made a, a fatal flaw, like what? sharing my goals to the person who programs my, <laughs> my workouts now. Cause then it's like, if I'm going too easy, you're going to, you know what I want and you're going to have to give me what's, what's good for me versus. Yeah, but it's I'm, good though to do that. Yeah, like, I, I want to know them. But that doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to – like you might say something. Uh, sometimes you tell me things and I'm just like, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing that. But it's good to sometimes to share them. Like when I – when it first kind of went into my head that, okay, I want to do a full Ironman, I told the one person that I knew would never let me back out of it. Mm. So and, – and sometimes Smart. it's good to tell somebody because – Was that John or Yale? It was Yale. Yeah. Yeah, he's the first guy I texted him. I'm like, so I think I'm sure a lot of our listeners know Yale Glazer. And he is a character that people yes, know. He would hold me to it. Yeah. He knows all the bike signals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, if we just were to back up though a little bit uh, sure. for beginners, right? Like mm-hmm. goals for them. Because like, there's definitely probably a lot that sound overwhelming with all the numbers CTL, TSS, yeah, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm trying to think back, like maybe. If they haven't even done a race yet, like what their goals should be in this offseason, maybe they, they've done a couple group workouts with us or they're thinking about signing up um, on that journey. Um, I almost imagine 
either sign up for a relay, maybe if you're not comfortable on a certain part, or just sign up for a, a race period. And then you're going to have to make things happen uh, to finish that race. So, yeah. you know, don't mm-hmm. worry about times or whatever, mm-hmm. but focus on the experience, but just get something, get something on the calendar and then work backwards from there so that you could start developing your, your off season stuff, your goals. And right. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like if you, I don't know if you don't have anything and plan it, I think, I don't know if we were going to talk about it today or another day, but plan something that not only you're going to be able to get to the race, but you're going to be able to work towards it. Like don't plan a spring race. For me, spring races are very difficult because I can't, it's very difficult to train for it when I'm skiing. Mm. So keep those things in mind. Don't yeah. just jump in and mm-hmm. and then you're like James a <laughs> yeah. month and a half before like oh, better <laughs> That's, start training. That was my mistake with the the Philly half. I just mm-hmm. did not think about having to wake up in the dead of right. winter. Right, and that's what I mean. Yeah, cold, like, yeah. Dark, you have to think about icy. those things. Yeah, yeah. Getting that hard work in that's that's a tough tough mm-hmm. thing for uh, us athletes in the cold cold climate. Yeah, like when those first just waking up at five in the morning and going outside to run. And it's, I mean, we had some cold days last year, you know, Mm -hmm. below zero is not fun. Mm -mm. So yeah, definitely take all that kind of stuff into account. But I think your idea, you know, if if you're getting into this sport, don't let the noise that's around you kind of mess with what you're, where you're at, like your first race. And I don't care. I honestly, I don't care how good of an athlete you are. Your first race should just be experience the race. Mm -hmm. I don't, you could be coming in as a stud who is going to mop the floor with everybody at your small local race. (laughs) You can't go in with that kind of mindset. I think it, Mm -hmm. because I think you'll get yourself in trouble. And I think you just have to go in with this. Let's have fun. Let's see what this sport's about. Let's try and enjoy ourselves. Let's try and meet some people and this is step one in a, in a journey and not, not the end goal. Mm-hmm. Very true. So anybody have anything else to add or we're good to wrap this one up? I think we're good. Yeah. I've said what I needed to say. <laughs> <laughs> boom. Uh, boom. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us. Hopefully you're still with us a hour and seven minutes in. Um, <laughs> We're, we got some exciting guests planned for the coming episodes. Uh, we're going to keep those under wraps, though, until we get them recorded. Uh, but uh, thank you for joining us. Hopefully, you're able to listen to this and set some of your own goals for next season. And hopefully, those goals will help you have your best season ever. Thanks for listening. And from all of us here, take care. Bye, guys. Thank you again for listening to the Team Next Level Coaches Roundtable. We love bringing you content that we think will help you with your athletic journey, whatever that may be. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review, drop us a five-star rating in whatever podcast app you like to use, or leave us a comment about things you'd like to hear in the future. If you'd like to learn more about Team Next Level and all we offer, please go check out our website, goteamnltry.com. That's goteamnltry.com. There, you can find out about all the things we offer such as our training squad for people in the northern New Jersey area, one-on-one coaching options for both local and remote athletes, as well as more useful content for those of you just looking to learn a little bit more about us. Remember, that's goteamnltry.com. Thank you again for giving us a listen, and for myself and all the coaches, we can't thank you enough for listening to our podcast and spending some time with us.